Oh man, like a glass eye? <laughs> yeah, look into the left. I think I would you do would you do patch if you were glass eye? I would do a I wanna be like Fetty Wap if I if I had to do that. You would be like a rapper? I'm gonna use this to my advantage. Right. Just walk around like a like an eye. I guess right. you, you only use it for other people. Like it makes it makes other people not uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you can't see your fucked up eye. Right. Hmm. Exactly. Patch your glass eye, Amari. I'm with the patch. You can mix it up. You like a, like a you like can a like brandy. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. You can mix it up, Brandon. Then you can like that can be like your gimmick. Yeah. You can be so if you're like a regular ass dude working a regular job. What's his name? He had a patch the whole time. Yeah. Going, like, the, uh, Slick Rick. Yeah, Slick Rick. Yeah. Yeah. And you can make patches popular. How many people have made patches popular other than Slick Rick? Nelly. Yeah, that's a band-aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's still it's, the it's same. Close, it's close. Yeah, close enough. Uh, Lisa Left Eye, if, you, if you're talking about eyes. Well, she's had like a thing under her eye, though. That's yeah. all popular. That's all something different. Yeah. And the eye, the face is like what, we, what, like what we identify with the most. So like if you notice something, a subtle difference, you'll be like, oh, okay, what's that? You'll remember it. It's a gigantic difference between a piece of ink underneath your eye and a patch over your eye that's not there. It is. But I'm just saying it's something. It's something you can market. Right. A missing eye? No, the eye patch. I mean, right, Fetty Wap has a missing eye, doesn't he? Or is yeah, it? I don't think he wears an eye patch, though. It's just like half. Yeah, it's just out there. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you can do something with it. Is Fetty Wap still like a thing? Or is his career over? Done. Wasn't he signed to um, Treyway? I don't even follow him no more. That's how done he is. Damn. His just, Instagram wasn't even like hot? I'm just saying. <laughs> He dated the girl from um, one of the reality shows, and after that, it was just all downhill. Yeah. By the time I got on Fetty Wap, it was already over. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it was like that six month rocket ship. Yeah, I got him like seventh month. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome to the Wolf Tickets Podcast. It's episode 14? 14. 14. We back. We back. And we have a special guest. Please introduce yourself to people. Hey, y'all. I'm Bird. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. No, no problem. Thanks for coming down. I'm Anytime. listening to you all Stepping the time. into the bronze studio. Yeah. <laughs> I think you guys are pretty dope. I mean, have interesting uh, subject you talk about. And uh, sometimes it. I agree with them and sometimes I don't. Yeah, I heard. I heard. Um, well, don't you before agree? we started recording, she said a lot of things I said have made her mad in the past. I'm, I'm, that's like a steady theme from the you know, people who have listened to it. Because you're a jerk. Am I? Am I a jerk? Yeah. Is it the way I say things or? Nah, jerk. Mm. I'm trying to soften it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I just be talking, man. I just be talking. Just be talking. Anyway, so there's a shit ton of stuff that happened uh, since we last recorded this. Uh, one of the reasons why you know we asked you to come on is because we wanted a woman's perspective on what happened with Kareem Hunt. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I don't know how. I guess you're living under a rock. But anyway, Kareem Hunt, there was a video released by TMZ, uh, the greatest career killer known to mankind. Of Kareem Hunt having an altercation with a woman in a hotel. Um, I, we, I don't know the ba- the story behind it. I know they were arguing back and forth. Uh, Kareem Hunt at some point leaves the the area where we can see him. Kind of walks down the hallway, um, and then comes back. Looks like he pushes a guy into the woman. Woman falls down. She obviously looks like she's stunned. Um, people are trying to pull Kareem Hunt back. He's fighting them, pushing through him. He goes over there and he kicks her uh, while he's on the ground. While she's on the ground, and then he leaves. Um, since the video has been released, Kareem Hunt has been uh, cut from his team, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, a lot of people think they're a team bound for the Super Bowl, so I'm sure them cutting him um, wasn't uh, an easy decision, considering that he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. I have a lot of questions regarding this, um, but first, what I want to start with is uh, Bird. What when you saw the video, 
what what kind of what was your initial reaction to to seeing it to seeing another video of a domestic violence incident? Exactly that. Oh man, it's another video of a black man, you know, doing something he shouldn't be doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, you know, this time race always comes you know into light when it comes to certain things. This mm-hmm. time it's with the white woman. Yeah. Well, she appeared to be white. I'm, I'm, we're not sure, appears, but yes. yeah, appears, appears to be white. To she be is white. a fair skin. At what point did it get bad? Was the whole thing? The whole thing was probably bad, but at, <laughs> like, at what point were you like, "All right, he hasn't really." Pushback two was when it got bad. Pushback push two. So push you back in the room the second time, and you come back out again. Oh, I got you. When they when they got him like into the hallway, it looked like a hallway. It could have right. been a room, and then he rushed back out. He had plenty of times to exit the situation, and mm-hmm. he continuously came back out to, to go get her. He did yeah. do that. He did do that. Yeah, you can't defend that. He should have left. Now, Randy playing devil's advocate, as Randy often does. Right. In the video, it did appear that the woman is like walked to where he went and was obviously yelling something. She's like pointing her hand, yelling. Um, so it see and it before this, before all this happened, the push happened, is the second pushback, she also like mushed him in the face. So he's he's approaching her, he's talking to her. He appears he he, he appears irritated but calm. That's what he looks like. I mean, he's shrugging his shoulders, doing the whole hand smack thing. And then she like pushes him in the face. That's when people get him out of there. She goes in the hallway talking and then he comes back. So my question is, did she have any part in escalating the situation or was it all on Kareem? Oh, absolutely. I mean, she, you know, that's a part of, I mean, I guess she's defending herself to a, you know, a certain point. Mm -hmm. But if you have all those people there who are protecting you, that was your opportunity to walk away from it as well. Yeah, yeah. And she somewhat provoked him to come back for her when she went to go and do that, you know, nudge, would you say nudge in the face or whatever it is that she did? I call it a mush. It looked like a mush. You know, mush. you push him his face away. Yeah. We called it a mush when I was growing up. She so definitely knew who he was. Right. Well, obviously. I mean, I mean, it's not obvious. I mean it could have been, you don't know the situation. So you think he's young like that to some perfect stranger? No, no, I'm saying like she knew who he was, like he had money. He was some a, a target. Okay. So you think she kind of pushed his buttons because she, hey, did he may do something dumb? No, nah, I'm just saying she knew who he was. <laughs> so I'm what? not I'm not saying I don't know what her like, you know, her motives were behind the whole situation. I don't know if she was the aggressor, he was the aggressor, but I'm saying that has to play some type of part in it, right? That he, Kareem Hunt is who he is? Yeah. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, it's possible she's pushing his buttons to see what he would do. I mean, I wouldn't put that past a person. I know this woman from, you know, Eve, so I couldn't tell you who she is as a person. Um, however, sometimes people, when people have money, they are often uh, targets. They're often targets of law, frivolous lawsuits. They're targets of, you know, people trying to extort and things of that nature. Um, my, I think my biggest gripe with this whole situation is, well, two things. So one is there was another incident where Kareem Hunt beat up a dude. No one gives a shit about that. Yes. <laughs> a whole month before. Yeah, a whole month before this happened. Nobody nobody cares. Oh, he beat up some dude? I don't give a shit. Two, it's kind of, it appears by, I mean, because when the video came out, it was, they identified as like a brutal video. He's terrorizing a woman and all this other stuff. I'm like, okay. But the other person had a part in it too. It's never okay to put your hands on somebody. Like, like, I, like I get it. I get the social standards of you men should not put their hands on women. And I'm not, not saying that shit is ever okay. But I'm also saying is if I see a dog that like a pit bull, I'm not gonna poke him with a stick and then get upset when pit bull bite me. Right. And it, it kind of seems like what happened. I don't know. People may say it's victim blaming, uh, but 
if had she not pushed him in the face and like walked down the hallway and yelled whatever she yelled, the shit probably wouldn't happen. Because he was gone at that point. So you're blaming her. I'm not blaming her. I definitely think she escalated. You're, you're giving her some type of blame. Of course, she escalated the situation. She's like, like, like Bird said, she could have left, didn't leave. Instead, she walked towards where he was going and yelled him down the hallway. So does that make what he did acceptable? Acceptable. Hmm. I would not call it acceptable because I don't think at any point she has physical physical altercation or man or woman. Like to me, it doesn't matter. Like I, I don't think you get special points if. You were a woman, like you get special protection. I was like, no, you shouldn't be putting your hands on people regardless. You shouldn't be doing that. Because if you put a man in the same situation, the same weight, same height, same dimensions, and that happened, people would be championing Kareem Hunt for beating up the dude. Right? It'd be like, oh, well, he should have put his hands in his face. Like, you know, you put me up there, Kareem Hunt whooped my ass, then like, oh, Randy should have touched him. But if it's a woman, it's like, oh, man, Kareem Hunt should know better. So it's, mm, you know, I don't. I don't play into the whole that like far as double standard when it comes to like the gender roles thing. Yeah. Like, it's never okay to put your hands on anyone, you know, either way, male or female. I'm with it. I don't think there was a victim in that situation. So one could argue victim screaming hunt. His career yeah, it could might be. be over. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just two people going at it. The pro- I, the problem I see is she tried to play the victim. How so? At the end, crying with the cops, acting like, you know, she was she had no blame. It just, you know, happened at the spur of the moment. She don't know what happened. I don't know. I just was going. She got, I think that's the battle. Her head hit the wall, though. That's why she don't know what happened. Did it hit the wall? I looked yes. a couple of times. It hit, I, I wasn't sure. It hit the wall. It hit and the that's, wall. And you see her stand and she does like a little yeah, circle yeah. thing where uh-huh. she lo- you could tell she's losing her balance or she's she's out of it. Yeah. And then that's when she. And she's like, because she stood up and then like sat back down. down yeah. Lied down. So he came over there. Did a little oh. Jackie Chan sweep. It's, it's so hard to judge that situation. What do you mean it's hard to judge? You don't know. Oh, as far as like what? What she said or? Who's acting? If she was really hurt? If, you know, if, I don't know, man. It's just a a weird situation. All right. So let's let's go around. So if you're in charge of the Kansas City Chiefs, now the story has it is he told him a different story. That's what the Chiefs are saying. They're saying that's part of the reason why they cut him for full disclosure. So with that in mind, with that, him telling you one thing before the videos leaked, you see that he lied to you. And you also know that he's one of the reasons why you are a possible Super Bowl contender, which could mean millions, perhaps billions to your to your industry or your team. Would you do what the Kansas City Chiefs did, Bird, and cut Kareem Hunt and say, you know what, we're done washing our hands at you based on the video and knowing that he lied to you? It's hard. Um I I just don't really do that. You can't look at me in the face and lie to me. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's no, that's a no go. So yeah. I would do that. You would cut him. I would cut him because I'm thinking about another situation. There's another guy on the Redskins who has been. Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, you can say his name. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my team, so I want to put him under. But. <laughs> Um, Cowboys fan, so oh, okay. <laughs> pound sand, buddy. Gosh, so you know, your boy in, in trouble a couple times, and yeah. he's still there. Mm-hmm. No, got picked up after he was released for another domestic violence incident, which he has a history of. Ruben Foster is who we're speaking about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they how'd you feel about that? They picked up Ruben Foster. <sighs> that was that's sucky. <laughs> I mean, that's sucky. Was it surprising? No, not yeah. not surprising at all. Unfortunately, it's not. How do you feel about the Redskins name? Oh gosh, to, <laughs> that's difficult. I mean, you're a fan. I don't have. A, I don't really don't have an answer. Everyone's everyone always asks me that. I'm getting to this point now where I, I am getting ashamed to wear the 
the logo, the logo and, and, all and all the memorabilia and all that. Is mm-hmm. that the right word? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. Paraphernalia <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, but to me, it's a sport. I look at it as a sport. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now the Cowboys can, and cow, you know, Cowboys can come and tell you when we don't like being called Cowboys. Being called, because we're real Cowboys. You're not a Cowboy, you know? But I think the difference between those two is the Native the Okay, so time out. For clarity's sake, I've talked to multiple people of uh, the what is known as like Native American or American Indian heritage. And the last I heard, they like to be called Natives. That's the last I heard, the last time I had the conversation with someone. They like to be called Native American because, look, it wasn't America before y'all got here. Right. So, <laughs> right. That's true. That's so, um, the Natives have stated that, look, it's a racial slur. We don't like it. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's some in there that say it's fine. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that like a little connotation. It's not like they're saying, oh, we're the Washington natives or, you know, it's, it, we're the Washington American Indians. Something that's been identified as like, okay, that's not offensive. I think the fact that it's, it's uh, to them, it's a racial slur. Does that make any kind of difference for you? <laughs> when you put it like that, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So, but you still, is it, it's hard to separate stuff from the team, isn't it? It is. I had that same problem with it Cowboys. Is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Jerry Jones and his fucking, um, the racial remark he made about black women uh, during, I guess, that guy's wedding or whatever. And I tried, I tried to not be a Cowboys fan. I was like, I'm a big Seattle Seahawks fan. Yeah, this didn't work. It's, it's, it's ingrained. So it puts you in a tough position. Yeah. I mean, I understand mm-hmm. that, but they should definitely change the name and stop picking up people. What would they change the name to? I don't know. So they, anything else? The <laughs> colors going to change and everything, or just? I mean, you can keep the colors. You just change the logo. I mean, there's a team called the Houston Texans. Like, you ain't got to be creative. That's true. Go ahead, man. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. Change the name? <laughs> yeah, why not? And then when do you stop? That's when slope. do you stop? That's a slippery slope. I'm sure in all the words in the English language, you can find something that doesn't offend someone. I mean, 31 other NFL teams have. But when do you stop? <laughs> Some people would be... It could be a group form that are like against Jaguar brutality. Okay, but the name Jaguar doesn't promote brutality. What we're talking about here is a specific racial slur. We're not talking about you know something that identifies the people. That's different. We're talking about a, they have they have said it's a racial slur. Okay. So that's different. That's slurs like saying the Cincinnati Coons. It is a lot different. Like slurs are created all the time though. Doesn't mean you put them on a national sports team. Like you say it's okay. So it's like New York City niggas, we'd be, we be good. No, no, I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's not okay. But I'm saying if we change the name of a team that's you know they didn't originate with that you know type of. You know, negative connotation with the name when they first, you know, created the team. But now, you know, a group formed or whatever. Now we're knowing that people are, you know, disrespected or feel disrespected by the name. What stops another group from forming to challenge all the other names? No, no, Mark. The name was a slur before the team was created. It wasn't like there were a bunch of natives around old Washington and they decided to name the team Redskins. No, Redskins was a slur as for Native Americans, for Natives, okay. yes, for Natives, I right? Know. Because the the logo is a damn a Native American. Okay, like, <laughs> funny, Indian, so, then you got to change the whole. It's multiple teams in college. They got the same logo. Well, very no, similar, no. So, very similar logo. so some teams like Florida, like Seminoles, mm-hmm. they've got they've got approval from the local tribe to use the name. Boom, that's all you do. But then what happens if another tribe feels there's know, only one Seminole tribe? That's what I'm saying. Is the Seminoles is a tribe. What does it look like? What does the logo look so like? So the logo's a spear. Okay. They approve that. And the, they have a dude ride out in like traditional war paint on a horse. And they also okay. approve that. Okay. So how hard is it to do that? What is the Seminole? Uh, it's the name of a tribe. It's like Cherokee. Okay. Well, what is the group? 
What's, uh, the, what's the major group that they're a part of? Well, the, the, the Native, Native American. American right? What if another group who's a Native American feels some type of way about that logo? Well, about just the logo, about the spear? Yeah, just because you got approval for, like from one group doesn't mean the whole group is accepted or accepted that whole change. Or but, you, but a spear isn't mean associated with far as like a derogatory racial uh, name for Native Americans. So I don't know why the spear would be a problem. So why did they get approval? They got approval from the to use the the name Seminole. Because that's the name of the tribe that's around there. So they said, hey, can we or can we name our football team this? Or they're used as our mascot. And they said, sure. And they were involved in the design of the logo, the design of the mascot, all this other stuff. Everything was ran through them. Which I don't see. Like, why is that? Why would that be a problem? I don't know. Because then it's, I don't know, man. It seemed like a slippery slope to me. So you think that it's going to give other people, I guess, feel empowered to say, oh, I don't like, I don't like that. I don't like you having a team about tall people. I don't like that name. I don't like these towers or whatever the fuck the name could would be. be. Could be. But you don't see a difference between like a racial slur, identify a racial slur, and something that refers there's to probably, people. There's probably a, a big population of people who are crazy into sports who don't want to see their, their native you know team change their logo, change their name. So I'm just trying to like voice the opinion of that group. Ah. There's not a you know, it's not hundred percent like oh, everybody wants them to change of course their name. Not. I, so I it's, think, it's a group of people that still want them to keep that name. Yeah, I think it's, I think it'd be more fans than not who want them to keep the name. I mean, I, you know, Bird grew up a Redskins fan. I'm sure she's like, you know, I, I, all this stuff's going to be useless at this point. <laughs> well, maybe I'll get money off of it or something. <laughs> Perhaps and, to save and, it for about 10 years and sell it. Right. Um, but I mean, at the same time, you just don't want to make it okay to... We already we already act like Native Americans or Natives aren't here. But they, they, they don't exist. We don't, we don't acknowledge a time on this land that we're on that existed before 1776. It's like it didn't even happen. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's- it was like Christopher Columbus got here and there's dinosaurs walking around or some shit. Like, come on, man. Yes, it's gotten to the fact where we've reduced them down to, like, sports mascots. Yeah. That's true. Just true. saying, man. True. Just saying. I don't know how we got on that. It was like a little... It's okay. I've been asked that so much lately. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Your team sucks too, so that's another. Ah, uh, really? I mean, you got Mark Sanchez, you start quarterback. We could have, <laughs> we could have somebody else. But. They got a weird team. They got Adrian Peterson as well. Adrian Peterson had a ninety-yard touchdown run on Monday, and he had ninety-eight yards for the total. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking bad stat line when you look at the number. <laughs> it's my it's team, hard. and I'm sticking to it. It's always next year. You got Alex Smith; he'll be back from that horrific leg injury. But Amar, I never, I never asked you. Kareem Hunt, would you have cut him if you were the Chiefs? Why would I cut him? Because he lied. So, is that a yes or no? I'm yeah, I would, I would cut him. Because he lied to you? Yeah. One of the best running backs in the league. He's definitely getting cut. Hmm. I would Because he lied and because he's only apologized. He's only like showing any type of remorse because the video came out. Okay, but if you lie about something... Why would you then turn around and apologize for doing the thing you denied doing? That makes well, sense. Do you think he really lied like, oh, nothing happened? Or he played down the situation? Probably played down the situation. It was like, yeah, there was an argument, and then I walked away, and she called the cops on me. That's probably what he said. Yeah, probably. I, I guarantee you he didn't say I kicked her. Yeah, he, missed, <laughs> he missed all of that. Yeah. Did he yeah, he connected. Yeah, he connected. Yeah, it, yes. it was a love time. You know, you know the funny thing about it is he like, like – Fucking wound up and then stopped yeah, halfway through. He was like, "Oh shit, yeah, I, can't, I should, probably shouldn't do this." Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "He <laughs> was like, I'm already out here, so I might as well." Yeah. You can't defend that. The kick, I can't defend the kick. You can't defend I that. wish he didn't kick her. Yeah. Yes. 
If he didn't kick her, you could have like, all right, uh, see, yeah. he tried. His I mean, he pushed him into yeah. yeah, like, he pushed his homie into it. But the kid was like, all right, come on. Dude. Yeah, when the girl was trying to like pull him back, yeah, he needs better friends though. Way better friends. Yes, that's what I think. But yes. the thing is, I, I thought that stronger as well. friends at least. But he fights like four hundred pound guys every day. Well, no, 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 so no. he's very strong. He, so here's my point: one and four hundred pounds. I don't NFL you're in, but close my point. He got all these friends. They could have easily got this woman, picked her up, and was like, and removed her from the situation. Nah, you get that nah, kidnapping nah, charge, nah, you get that nah, false nah, imprisonment nah. charge, you settle out of court, you pay, you pay whatever the, she wants to get to to drop those charges, and then you move on. You don't let him fucking walk out there and get grab back him. into her face. You can't grab her. Yeah, you can grab. It's better. Yeah. Than, you, you just said he fights these people. He threw them off like no. You take them off a shirt. You tackle them. You have to tackle. Okay, them. so you tore you tear Karima ACL because you tackle them. Like, you don't need the ACL now. <laughs> You don't need it now. No, man. No, man. No. You gotta, you gotta take him out. You, you, you can't you, touch her. You can't grab her. Because then you grab her, and then she actually falls, or she's fighting you, and look, you look like the bad. Okay, guy. you look like the bad guy, but Kareem Hunt doesn't look like the bad guy. That's the most important part. But you everybody around him eating off him. So you can't grab his legs. Somebody grab the bottom. Somebody else. You, the top? you want to grab an NFL running back around his knees? You let him push a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta do what you gotta and do. You see you his gotta... homies. His homies look like they go buck eighty combined. Right. Like one yeah. of them should right. came out there, grabbed that girl, and removed her from the situation. The only right. homie I respect is the one who took the girl's phone. Oh, and like sorry, delete. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that, that, miss that part. I missed that That's all I yeah. respect. That's this the dude, one. he's like in a white t-shirt. He ran up there and took the phone and like. He said he, he took her SIM card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did it real smooth too. He, was not he knew exactly what to do. Okay, like it's not the first time he's done that. Yeah, no. he's ready. <laughs> he's the camera phone guy. Uh, I wouldn't have cut him. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. If I'm the Kansas City Chiefs and I'm in charge of the Chiefs, I would have suspended him. I would suspend him for at least a year. Now nah, you gotta cut him. No, at least a year, independent of what the NFL does. Like, look, bro, you're not playing for us for at least a year. So you're not playing for us until we 13 the next year. What you? So a guy makes a mistake. Yes, bad mistake. Yes, you shouldn't do it. But should he like not play, uh, not be able to provide for his family anymore because he made a mistake? I mean, no. it, went, it went like he held her down and beat her up. You like, cut him. Do you pick punched him up? The, you don't pick. You don't come in and pick him up because you, you cut him. Now someone else can grab him. Nobody's gonna grab him for at least a year. You don't know that. Look at look at Washington. Dude got <laughs> charged with domestic violence on Monday. Cut on Tuesday. They picked him up on Thursday. <laughs> The Kareem Hunt got cut like early this week. Yeah, well, yeah, but they couldn't pick him up. You know, you know that people aren't going to pick him up. Yeah, at least a year. You got time. Nah, man, they gonna pick his ass up in the off season. He's no, gonna sign a deal. Him. You gotta cut him. You can't cut him. You man. gotta cut ties. You got. He lied to you for one. He lied to you. Are you married to him, or you want to try and win a Super Bowl? No, nah, you like married to him. Nah, come on, man. Because you're judged on his actions. Look, man. I'm just thinking, like so many. <laughs> So many athletes get away with so much stuff, though. They do. And I mean, I, if you think about your Mike Tyson. Well, Mike Tyson went to prison. Well, he did, but he got a, away with it. He got away with a lot. Like it was like karma catching up to him. Uh, you know, I'm sure. OJ. I mean, whoa, 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 I'm just whoa! I, all I'm saying is glove didn't fit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> he was acquitted. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying they get away with a lot, and you know. So you think OJ did it then? <laughs> Look, you watch that uh, Fox FX special? That's gonna be a question in my head until the day I die. Like seriously. Um, Yo, you did it. Do you remember where you were when you heard the verdict on that? Yes. Where were you? I was in my den. I think I I don't remember how old I was, but I didn't even know what was going on but I just saw 
you know, you saw the yeah. glove part. And just the reaction the next day, you know, of how people were reacting was interesting. Mm. Amar, you remember where you were? Mm, not at all. I remember this shit vividly. Really? Yeah. So my grandfather picked me up from school. Now, mind you, this shit has been on television for like a year. CNN. It felt like it. Yeah. CNN <laughs> was on every fucking TV station. I mean, TV uh, set in our house. Uh, so picking up from school, I come home. I'm watching like the Muppet Babies or something. And it cuts in. Boom. Breaking news. I was like, oh, snap. OJ's verdict. So everybody like huddle around TV in the living room. We sitting there. And guilt, you know, everyone says not guilty. Man, our entire neighborhood like erupted. People come out the house, like cheering. My granddaddy was like, get the fuck out of here. What? Like, everybody had, it was like a celebration. It was like black people got, got one. Put one in the scoreboard of black people. Yes. It wasn't until like 15 years later when I saw the reactions from like around the country and, and, and everything. And like white people were just so shocked and devastated. And like, of course, you know, you go back, you remember like the, the jubilation that was in, you know, in my neighborhood when it, when it erupted. And, I mean, when they announced the verdict. And like it was white people versus black people. It was because I went to which a private, is crazy as shit to me. I went to a private school and just it was just different, different. The next day, like I said, I remember <laughs> it. It was like how, how did they, like, how were they acting? Just short, you know what I mean. Just was good. It like, a, like like solemn, like oh. yeah, yeah. It was like you know, they lost a family member or something. Yeah, it was crazy as hell. Yeah, that's crazy. It was. And I don't think black people even cared whether or not he actually did it. Like, the joke was, yeah, he got away with it, though. They, 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 <laughs> they don't. I don't think they care. Why, why do, you, do you think it was like that particular time period? Because I wouldn't, I don't know if that, we would have the same reaction today if that, the same if the same exact fact pattern happened today. I don't know if the black community would be as united as it was right. back then. Right. So, I mean, what do you think it was? Do you think it was like the particular time period? Because this is shortly after the Ronnie King and all the other shit. Exactly. It um, was the time period. When it's like, why, why is that black people only come together when it's time of like trouble or we feel oppressed or some shit like that? And then f- six months later, it's kind of like, fuck you, we'll fuck you too. Right. Envy. Envy? Yeah. What, what do you mean? That's why we don't get together. Because we're jealous of each other? Pretty much. Why? Because it's a, a constant competition. But you're only in competition with black people? Typically. Why is that? History. Goes back to light skin, dark skin. It's about situation in house, out house. Talking about the Willie Lynch and yeah. you know. Have you read the, the Willie Lynch letter? No. The speech you should is it's eye opening. Certain, certain it's, things that's just like. Nah, but I mean, it's one of those things because I like I read it. I read it recently actually again because I read it when I was in college. But I fucking forgot about it. So I read it recently, and it still applies today. Like you still see the same principles today. Which blew my mind. I read. I was like, "This is the same shit." Like you, you strip away the knowledge of themselves. Right? You make them dependent on you, so they feel like they need you. Um, you make you know your way. You know how you believe the norm. And like, if you look in the black community, like the the how you know church and Christianity is such a big part of the black community, which is just uh, a straight up sign of slavery. Definitely, because yes. Africans didn't come over here Christians. Like, Not at all. <laughs> like, that wasn't the fucking thing. But is the, like, Christianity in particular is this huge in a black community. And I've always, even, like, growing up, I was like, this is a little weird. Because this wasn't, like, you know, once I learned about, you know, how we got here in the history and slavery and all that, I was like, eh, seems a little strange. And, like, I mean, I think it's strange that Christmas is celebrated around the world, but that's a whole other topic. 
it, I, I mean, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I think religion has a good place and, you know, all that other shit has nothing against Christianity. But at the same time, it's like, well, you're just carrying on something that's taught to you by a slave owner. <clears throat> and it's just like, hey, you know, this is kind of how I was raised, so it's okay. And it kind of folds into, you know, Willie Lynch and his speech and, you know, how he wanted to control people and, it's just like, uh, but I don't want to be that dude. Like, I don't want to be that that black conspiracy theorist. Yeah, because if you take away Christianity, you have to provide something else. I mean, like what? Yeah, exactly. That's the question. I, don't, uh, I, I mean, you could be Buddhist. Yeah, say Nation of Islam. Uh, well, uh, Muslim. Muslim. Yeah. yeah. Why is it like so? Did well, you know the history of like? I, I have no idea where Muslim, like, where the Muslim religion came from. Like I know it was like we in the Middle East at some point, but like how did black people become that? That became like the no like the whole tip religion was like became, <laughs> became Muslim and Muhammad in them. Like I don't I don't understand. I've tried to read up on it, but it's just so it's, it's we think that Christianity is complex. Mm-hmm. That's very you know The Muslim faith? Oh yeah, it's, it's complex as well. Only thing I can do is like respect religions. It's hard to like really choose which one is right, which one is wrong, which one is crazy, which one's weird. It's just all like that's amazing that you can gather a large group of people to believe and have the same values as you for like generations. It's amazing. That is amazing. Aren't you a member of fraternity? Yeah. Same thing. That doesn't make fraternity less, <laughs> less amazing. I mean, it's all amazing, but I mean, it's not, you know, because some people put like different religions on pedestals or whatever. They choose yeah. which one is the better one. This is crazy. This is weird. I'm never doing that. These people. Nah, nah you got to. Like, can you do that? Can I do that? No, not you. But I mean, the people who are, you know, trying to discredit certain other religions. Can you create a religion and have a group of people follow you and believe in your, you know, have the same beliefs as you and pass that down to their kids and all this? It's amazing. So it's amazing. Like the amount of persuasion that it takes. That too. I don't think so. You don't think you think people are just gullible in general? Well, not not that you're gullible, but everyone wants to belong to something. Very true. At the end of the day, you know, I, me and my friends talk about it all the time. When you see me, if, if I ever did something in the news, they would describe me as a black woman. Yeah. That's my, you know, a black. Any accolades or achievements you have out the window. And out the window. <laughs> and so you I immediately look for that people that look like you, talk like you, walk yeah. like you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Are you a fan of inclusion or segregation? Uh, I guess it's just the integration or segregation. That's that's difficult. I uh, see. I can understand both sides. What are you? I am anti-segregation. I don't think segregation benefits anyone. I think segregation is a band-aid over a gunshot wound. Um, segregation essentially says we won't bother you. You don't bother us. Okay. Like we should, we live on the same planet. We're human beings. We should be able to get along. We should. Right? Absolutely. We should be able to accept the, the differences between our cultures. We should be able to, to not, you know, uh, demean or belittle because someone behaves differently. Um, I think segregation is, is, is quite frankly, like a, like a cheap way out. Like, I didn't agree with Marcus Garvey and his whole, we need to go back to Africa. It's like, no, man, no, I'm not from Africa. Like I get it. Right. I have roots there. Right. I but, don't want to go back to Africa. Like, yeah. I'm from Detroit. Like, that's where I was born. <laughs> you know, like, eh, like, I'm not anxious to get back there. I don't think we should. We definitely shouldn't run away. Like, we should. Oh, you know, we are wanted here, so we should get out. Like, no. 
Like, that's exactly what they will want. And when I say they, I mean the, 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 the white supremacists or the people, you know, who have hate in their heart. Not, I'm not saying all white people are bad by any stretch of the imagination. What I'm saying is like the racist people and things of that nature. Wait, why would we do that? You know, we have so much to offer each other. We'd be a better society if we work together as opposed to like having these arbitrary lines. And part of me feels kind of sad for, you know, the racist people. Because if you think about it, like, these people have nothing to live for or no other ways to make themselves feel better than saying, oh, I'm better because of the, something I can't control. Like, that's, that's some sad shit, man. Like, you have nothing else to fucking plant your flag in and be like, you know, I'm the best carpenter or I'm great at doing backflips. No, 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 Your Your <laughs> claim to fame is I'm great because I'm white. That's <laughs> like, come on. I mean, shit, and it's sad, man. It's like you have nothing else going on. You got nothing else going on. And it goes back to that whole belonging thing. Like they feel lost. You know, that's why you see a lot of these like neo Nazis and these are super young kids, and they usually don't have like a like any kind of bright future. It's you know they kicked out of school, suspended, shit like that, flunked out of whatever, and you know they they fall into this group and they go out there and do crazy shit because the group leader made them feel great about just because how how they were born. Something that they can't change. It's like, oh, I'm good because I'm shit that I can't change. And the crazy thing is that leader has power outside of his organization. Yeah, he has a lot power of amongst like regular people. A lot of them, yeah. It's crazy, dude. Like Derek Luke, like Derek Duke. I think he was a, a presidential candidate in nineteen ninety two, you know, when uh, yeah. when uh, Bill Clinton beat, you know, George Bush or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was a like a KKK like grand leader, grandmaster. Grand they got a yeah. weird ass like yeah, hierarchy. white supremacist leader and he was a, a st- the state representative. What? So he it was crazy. You shocked about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yo, crazy, man. Quick story about like racism shit like this. So my girlfriend, love her today. But um Well when you say that, why is it always like Cause, no, because I'm about to say something. It was like, oh. So, you know, she's a bit naive. You know, she came from, you know, kind of sheltered. I don't want to say sheltered. She had a very nice upbringing. Her parents w- had means to remove her from a lot of bullshit. So she doesn't know about a lot of stuff. Uh, but her friend works in a certain industry. He said, well, they meet clients, things of this nature. So her friend uh, meets clients, meets a client that's a high-end client. So she takes her boss with her. And they're talking, they're talking, they're talking. And eventually comes up, the client asks uh, my girlfriend's associate, uh, you know, we'll call her Jennifer, asks Jennifer, hey, you know, what nationality are you? Because she, she looks exotic. Okay. And it's kind of like, when I first saw her, I was like, eh, I wonder. You know, it's kind of one of those things. Um, so she tells her, well, I'm Mexican and I'm Scandinavian. So the conversation continues. They end. They say their goodbyes. She gets in the car with her boss. And her boss turns to her and says, you probably shouldn't have told him that you were Mexican. And she's like... Why not? I mean, I'm Mexican. Like, what's the big deal? He's like, well, you know, it's like kind of like a lower, lower class. They, mm-hmm. they may, you know, look at you different. We may have lost him because, you know, you're, he may not want, you know, you know, someone from the Mexican heritage. And my girlfriend was floored. Couldn't believe that in 2018, someone would think that way. And the first thing I thought was like, man, that's so cute. Like that, <laughs> that she just wasn't aware that there are people who differentiate based on your, essentially your genetic makeup. Absolutely. And it makes me think of how many people are out there that just don't realize. And then, you know, that's probably why when people, you know, Black Lives Matter and all this, people are like, oh, you guys calm down, calm down. It's because they don't like actually understand that it's a thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I was shocked. I, have you, I mean, I, I don't know. That's the first time I ever ran into someone that you know, we're open and honest about not understanding that people were racist. 
And she didn't even, and the funny thing about it is, like, she said to me, she's like, I don't even think he thinks he said something wrong. I was like, he probably doesn't. Like, it's just kind of the way he thinks. And of course, the dude is like, you know, middle-aged, uh, wealthy white man. And he you know, told this Hispanic person that you shouldn't tell people you're Mexican. You should say you're Hispanic or Latin. Something very vague. So, that <laughs> But yeah, I mean, of course, it's alive and well. So yes, they're everywhere. David Duke, all of them. Do you see Black Klansman? No, nah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it was good. It wasn't like great, but it was good. I'm tired of all those type of movies too. Man. No, it was a different type of movie. It wasn't like a pro-black okay. movie. It was just kind of, it was, a, it was, I mean, it was interesting because of like the shit they had to do. I'm not going to ruin it for everybody. So it wasn't a money grab? No, 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 no. Maybe I'll check it out. So you wouldn't check out? 2020. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't check it out otherwise? I don't understand. Probably not. Would you hate, like, so you hate slave movies? Like what? Yeah, pretty much. Really? Oh, shit. What's new? I mean, I'm just what's, saying. Like, what, what's new? What's new about them? What do you mean, what's new about them? Like, why do we need to see more and more and more about, you know, that type of situation, that time period? Like, what new information are we going to gather? I mean, historically, I mean, there's certain things that you learn that you may have not learned in a book reading in school. So do you think those movies keep us back, keep us sensitive, keep us not as strong or appearing to be as strong as other groups? It doesn't keep me back. It just, it makes me prepared. It makes me aware. It it just, you know, the whole woke word that everyone uses right now. Stay woke. Yeah, I mean, I'm still not sure what that means. Me, me either. Like, right. is it like conscious of what's going on? It's conscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, but Mark, you obviously said it for a reason. So, I mean, please speak your mind. Why? Why do you think those slave movies are a bad thing? I think they just hold us back. They just continue to show us like our history of being inferior. So it's like, all right, we we know everybody knows the story. Everybody knows we were being sold and all this other three fifths. Jay Z. Yeah. 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 We've we've seen this before. But I think it's like a constant reminder when you continue to see it. Instead of movies where like we've overcome that. We what's the movie with Will Smith when he was became a stockbroker? Oh, uh, um, Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness. Like those type of movies where it's like, all right, man, you can make it. You can make it here. You can make it there. You can make it there. Not the ones where remember where you came from. But I mean, <laughs> they don't show that. Some of them show that it may not have been your idea of you know making it past something, but. I, I don't know. I guess I don't know the words to say. I think those type of movies, they don't have, they can't have a happy ending because they can only go up until where we're at now. And we're, we're not, we haven't seen a happy ending. So it's... What? You still, you still end at a point where it's like, all right, there's still more work to do. But we've well, seen that okay. plenty of times. The yeah. Butler. The Butler. The Butler. I haven't seen I, I, haven't seen how do you see? Oh. This dude, man. Okay. I just That's explained why. I just that. explained why. See, see but, you, but you would have enjoyed The Butler because of what The Butler did. Because The Butler addressed the shit that you were talking about. Okay. Like, The Butler's a great movie. I love that movie. Butler's a great movie. And I watched it. I was just kind of like, whatever. It was on HBO. I had shit to do that night. You know, I had a date. Shit fell through. It was like, fuck it. I turn on HBO or Butler. Let me check this shit out. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. Watch the Butler, man. And I tell you, I've seen a grown man cry off of that movie. Like Butler, I mean, it gets you, man. Pursuit of Happiness made me cry. I'm not gonna lie. Really? Yeah. When he was at the end clapping, like, come on. That's all the shit he went through. All right, so that's the topic. What's the other movie that's made you like other movies? Um, made you cry? Super, uh, Wait for Superman made me cry. It's a documentary about kids who um, live in like poor neighborhoods. They can't get a good education. And there's like a lotto 
And at the end of the end of the fucking documentary, like some kids getting a lot get like the lotto ticket, but most kids don't. It's just like the heartbreak. And this one girl, this little girl, she starts crying. She's like, "Oh, I'm going to school," because you know, she's afraid that she's going to die at school. So it's reverse Hunger Games. I wouldn't call it. I mean, reverse Hunger Games. I, I mean, I, you don't I, want that ticket in the Hunger Games. <laughs> 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 Who's the tribute? Not me, motherfucker. No, it was just like it was terrible, man. Just seeing because. I mean, I'm a big proponent of education. I feel like all inequality stems from the difference in education. You know, if there's 11... If people can say all the fuck they want to say, yes, we've come far. However, as Mari said, there's still a lot of shit to do. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a level playing field when it comes to education. And part of that is our fault. Um, but I think part of that has been implemented in certain strategies to, to, to hold a race down. Not those strategies aren't being implemented today. But what I'm saying is when they were implemented, they had a long lasting effect. I don't know about y'all, but when I grew up, like if you were smart, it was a bad thing. If you did well in school, it was a yes. bad thing. If you wanted to go to school, it was a bad thing. Yeah. I don't know if it was a bad thing. No, I, I got teased you for cool. it. It wasn't you a cool thing. You weren't the cool thing. Yeah, no, I, I got teased for getting good grades. Teased by who, though? My peers. By, by the kids who were getting good grades? No. Fool, the people I hung out with. Like, people, kids in my neighborhood. Right. Whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. And you can't blame the kids. The kids are just being taught from their parents. Like... The only reason, because my I almost failed first grade, because it wasn't cool to be smart. So I was just like, I was a jokester. I was getting in trouble, cracking jokes about the teacher, all this other shit. And then my granddad whooped the shit out of like the bejesus out of me one time because I brought home bad grades. And I was like, all right, I didn't know how to read. I didn't know how to read halfway through the first grade. I couldn't pronounce is the. It was all a struggle for me. Really? Yeah, got my ass whooped. I was like, all right, well, I don't want that to happen again. So let me, you know, try. So you know, I'm trying. You know, I do well. I do well so I can pass first grade. You know, it wasn't great. There's some C's and D's in there, but I got past it. Second grade, that's when, you know, it was all A's and B's. I started getting all A's and B's. All my friends, like, started teasing me. Oh, you acting white. Oh, you, you a white boy. It's like, I'm a white boy. Why? You know, and the only, re- the only reason that I didn't revert back is because I didn't want to get another spanking. I was like, well, shit. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. And, like... I mean, was it different from you? Like, was it different? Like, no, if was, someone performed was, well? No, no, it was it was the same way. But I used to think, like, why is it not cool to get good grades? At a young age, I used to think that. Because, like, my homies, the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. like, tease you, get good, you stand up in front of the teacher or whatever. The teacher gives you some type of praise. Like, oh, man, you a sucker. Yeah. Same thing. But then I used to wonder. Teacher's I used, Yeah, teacher's <laughs> Yeah, I used to that. It's like, at, at a young age, I thought, man, it's probably because they can't do it. If they wanted to be that person who got good grades or whatever, they were unable to do it. So they were lazy. So... They had to group people around and make them feel like, oh man, that's whack, that's whack, just because they couldn't do it. So I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not doing. It. I don't know. I don't know if you say you couldn't do it in first grade. First grade is just like trying, but really. it, it trickles down. If well, you yeah, go I mean, by, like, why isn't it cool to get good grades? Like, where does that come from? I don't know. I, I, I don't yeah. know where that comes from. From the people who can't get good grades. So, so, so they made it not cool. So it's like that snitching thing. Like people yeah. who should have been snitched on said snitching ain't cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Does that make it all right? No, nah, it doesn't. But yeah, I but mean, I think, that's where it comes. I, I don't know. It's, I think at a young age, I just started trying to like challenge things, like stereotypes and all that. Contrarian, yeah, a little, bit, a little bit, a little bit. I'm a bit of a contrarian myself. I always ask the question, like, why? Well, why? Why did I do this? Never, not me. You never asked the why. I, I wish I like as I'm getting older now. Mm-hmm. I'm working on doing that. The why. The why. Yeah. I never question anything, and I, I don't know if it's because I come from a military background where that has you, just, yes. you just do what you're told. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 
don't ask questions. So did you bounce around a lot as a kid? Actually, no. no? I lived here most of my life. I lived, I lived, I moved here in 92. Were both your parents in the military or just one? Just my dad. Would he like get out by the time? He just, he, yeah, he just had a really good job where they needed him here and they uh, kept him here. So oh, anytime nice. his time came to, they were like, nope, they transferred him. So. Gotcha. When you have kids, are you like pro military or? Yeah. You are? I am. That's dope. That's how you feel about Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I gotta know. I gotta know. Pro I mean, military. I'm I'm pro military, but I understand what he what his meaning behind it is. It's a tough position to be in. I, I imagine for you, being it is very from military family and. I don't, but I don't really equate it to military at all. I equate it for the reason of what it is. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Black Lives Matter. You know of all the you know African Americans who are dying at the hands of you know, law, yeah. guns, you know what I mean? So, but it just drives me crazy when I, when I do hear, you know, you know, uh, African-American or, you know, black person say, oh, my son isn't going jo- join, you military. know, military. Oh, I'm not having that. He's not, you know, yeah. because you got to remember like, yes, there's bad and good and everything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But the, you know, the military got my dad out of the hood. Yeah. The military gave my dad, a house, yeah. uh, the food on his back. He was able to uh, furnish my mother's first home off of just his pay because mm-hmm. my mother didn't work. You know what I mean? He got yeah. his high school sweetheart out of the hood as well because, to, of the military. because of the military. And, you know, they go back home. They see those same friends. Some it's there, some still not there for other reasons. Mm-hmm. And they did all right because of the military. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I had a few friends like you should just join the guy in the military. Like, get out of here. Yes. <laughs> like, because there's some people who join it because they know that they don't have nothing to fall behind. You know, yeah. fall back. Yeah. My my dad was lucky enough. He he was genius. Mm-hmm. The only reason why he joined the military, he, and he swears to this day, is because Duke didn't accept him. He was pissed uh, off, and after that, he was like, "I'm joining the military. military." But I mean, that was my fallback plan. I always told myself if I didn't have like a clear path or something by like 29, I'm joining the military. Like, just get in there and, you know, call it a day. I remember I told my aunt, and she flipped out. She flipped out so bad she told my grandmother. Like, you know, Randy's thinking about joining the Army? What's the big deal? Uh, I think I think the military is probably one of the most noble perfect. Uh, joining the military is probably one of the most noble things you can do. Because essentially what you're doing is you're signing a piece of paper that's saying, if shit goes down, I'm going to die for, for this country. Right. Uh, or put my life on line for this country. You're not guaranteed to die. I think it's especially noble for like someone of African American or Black um, heritage to do that, right. considering the history we have. Now, there are a lot of people um, in the Black community who, like you said, you know, I'm gonna let my son join the military and you know, fuck this, all this, all this, but they're living here in America with all the protections and the freedoms and all that. Right. Um, and part of that, part of the reason why we aren't speaking German, is because of the military. You know, so like I get it, I understand it. If my son wanted to join the military, yeah, I would support it. Yeah, I would hope he would get some kind of job that didn't put him in danger. Because of my, course, my, my my dad's in personnel. So yeah, he, yeah, you know, he's right. not. I, I wouldn't be upset that he's joining the military because he has this deep passion and love for his for his country. I mean, I get that. You grew up here. Right. You know, everything you have, you got here. Like I understand. I understand. You know, being you know proud of to be an American and all that, regardless of whatever you know history that we had. I just wouldn't want to see him hurt. But I think a lot of black people think that 
if you're joining the military, you're helping, quote unquote, the man. Right. Or you're helping the country that oppressed you. Right. So, and to me, I mean, that's hypocritical because like, you're enjoying all the freedoms and protections that come with this country, but you would chastise someone who wants to do something to defend the country. It there seems, you know. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm not a fan of people who do that, especially, you know, black people who do that, who chastise other black people for want to join, want to join the military. However, Amari has this quizzical look on his face. It's like he's thinking. No, I understand. I agree. I agree with everything. I, that's a noble, respectable, you know, thing to do to give someone else your your freedom, your life, and just it takes a trust strong person, I think, to do that. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if they say it's a strong person because essentially what you're doing is you're going to some place to tell you exactly what you got to do. It's like a, I'm, a strong I'm, person, a mentally strong person. Yes, mentally. Yeah, because you that's because that's well, why to the side. Okay, all right. Oh shit! So, if there was no threat of war, now people who signed up for the military in two thousand and two, God bless you. <laughs> like you knew what the fuck you were getting into, right? But there's no threat of war. Everything's is copacetic. You know, we got a peace treaty and some other shit, and you join the military. Would it take a strong-minded person to join the military at that point in time? Wait, say it again. Not necessarily. No. Say that there's no threat of war. Yeah. No conflict. There's a global peace treaty. All right. When has that been? No, I'm just saying. This is hypothetical. Okay, right? Hypothetical. Okay, yeah, right. we got unicorns bouncing around too. Gotcha. And if someone joined the military at that point, in your mind, Amari, is that uh, like you have to be strong-minded or strong-willed to join the military in a situation where you have no, I like no inclination there may be a problem within the, the 20 years that you commit to the military. Yeah, you're still strong because it's just it's not the fear of of. Like danger is still the fear of just somebody else having control over your life and like being able to like move you wherever they where, wherever you're needed. You don't know what's gonna happen. But I think okay, so it's more having being in the military is more secure than being in pretty much any other job. Let's do some stupid shit, right? Right. Like you you work for a certain health and company, and say the CEO of that company says, "You know what? I woke up, hate this shit. I'm shutting it down." Now you don't have a job anymore. The military is always going to be there. There's always going to be a place where you're needed. So your hand, your livelihood is in someone else's hands. And anyone who isn't their own boss, your livelihood is in someone else's hands. Right? You don't really have control over that company that you work for. Right. So it's not like you're giving up your, your freedom, you're putting your freedom in someone else's hands. I mean, you're doing that regardless. You know, if you don't join the military. Yeah, but then with the military, you also have the aspect of danger as well. What I'm saying is peace treaty land in my in my. Uh, so you're work. telling us like twenty like twenty years from now it's still not going to be a war. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, like all right, I know for at least twenty years. So well, the entire time I, I'm just saying, the entire time I served, then you know there won't be a war. I'm gonna join. So what I'm saying, then my, no, that's not a strong. That does not make a strong-minded person to to do that to sign up. No, you're right. Me, right. So my point is, just joining the military itself is not you are a strong-minded person. Like joining the military, knowing that I don't know when the fuck shit may go may pop off. Yes, then you you have no one can deny that because if I'm 19 years old and you put a M4 in my hand, it's like all right, go run across that beach. <laughs> <laughs> like come on, man. Like 19, how what were you doing at 19? School. <laughs> like yeah. trying to find my newest baby fat outfit. <laughs> like, hey, I don't know. Baby fat outfit when I was 19? I don't know. Maybe uh, it had to be. It had to be because baby fat came on when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. So it had to be when you were 19. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know, man. It still takes a strong-minded person because it's still it's still many like levels to the military. If, even if you're not going like getting deployed or whatever, going to Afghanistan, you're still like you still leaving like, your home, you're leaving your, leaving family, your family, your comfort zone. You're still like you know the fear of the unknown. Like you're putting all that like here. I don't care where I go, just wherever I'm needed, I'm good. Yeah, okay. You leave your family. That's a strong person still. But you leave your family, but you know you're gonna be safe. You ain't gonna be, it's not like you're leaving your family. You get a one way ticket to Norway. Like I don't know anyone in Norway. I gotta figure this shit out. That's different. Like you, you know where you're gonna be. You know how long you're gonna be there. You know what you gotta do when you're there. Yeah. And on the base, you got all the not all the amenities, but a lot of the amenities that you would have back home. All right. So right now, right now, your current situation exactly same family, same income, same freedoms. You can do exactly what you want. But say they, the military said, or your job, current job said, all right, we're gonna move you to Peru. Afghanistan. <laughs> That'd be like fuck. That'd still be. I probably quit. Exactly. Yeah, but the only reason I would quit is I have a child. But no, they were with you. Yeah. Your whole family. They can go with me. Yeah, yeah, do that. Nah, hell no. That would still be a tough move. I mean, it'd be a tough. That's movie. still a strong person to be mm-hmm. like, fuck it, let's go. I'm, I'm with it. Let's go. I mean, you adjust, but it's not like, oh man, this is terrible. Like, I'm gonna live on a base. Like, I'm, I'm technically on American soil. Yeah, it's still <laughs> strong, man. Still to know that you can just be deployed or put anywhere in the world. And like you have to like just uproot your foundation, your comfort, your your comforts, everything. That's still tough. That's still a strong person to just say, "Oh, I'm just gonna make it here." But you're like, but, but you're a type of person that doesn't like change, though. No, I do like change. Bullshit. You mean the same shit I, since I first met you? But I'm not from Vegas. I, what the you, hell? I got to do? You don't know how big the movie is. Like being an adult and moving to another. I, I know how that feels. So just imagine, I'm thinking about uh, how like, big the know, movie is from. Where were you before you got here? The area. Okay. To Las Vegas? Yeah. But it's, it's the same time zone, man. Yeah, it's the same time zone, but it's still, <laughs> you're, still removed, you're still away from your comfort zone. Like, your grandparents, your cousins, your family. Like, you don't know the people at the store. Like, you grew up, like, you know, you're, you're familiar with your whole community. You're leaving that to go somewhere that's totally fresh. Bert, you were you have... born here? No. I wasn't born here. I was born in Detroit. Where'd you go to high school? I went to high school out here. You went to high school out here, too. So, I'm just you saying it's the different. same high school. What's, the, what's different about that? What I'm saying is different. You haven't you haven't seen that 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 transition that you have to take to like go to a different place and just start all the way over, bro. I started all the way over. I had the same friends I had in yeah, are we talking about I'm middle school about, when I was in Detroit with the same friends I had in first grade. But like, I'm saying, I've known older, these dudes my entire life. Yeah, pretty you much. Have a family, all that sort of school. Well, I'm talking you about you came out here in college. You exactly. have a family. Like you, you have, have like kids and shit. Yes, I did. You, you know, had kids. I had, kids right? <laughs> I had a family. I'm saying it's still it's still moving. You you're going away from your comfort zones. My, so my, just I'm just thinking about just signing up for something where that can happen every year like I'm bouncing here I'm bouncing there I'm leaving here I'm getting familiar with this I'm meeting these close friends here but then I'm leaving here I want this relationship but then I know I'm that's man that's tough that's a strong person to sign up for that even outside of the aspect of like danger and guns and all that stuff just being able to like move and like adjust to new surroundings anytime with if you have no nothing to tie you down a particular place I don't see why it's a big deal to move you can't have a relationship. Imagine I mean, yeah, you in the yeah, military. Yeah, be strong. You... One of my best friends, uh, he's in the Air Force. Okay. He met his wife. She was also in the, in the Air Force. Okay. They were stationed somewhere in, in near Spain, some little, little weird-ass island. Uh, they were together for like uh, six months in the same area. Then he went on someplace else. She said, fuck the military. I'm out. She lived uh, in the in the States. You know, and they communicated back and forth. He was on leave. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, they finally just can't get back to be on the same continent. <laughs> like within the last six months, um, so I mean he did it. Yeah, I'm not saying it can't be done, but I'm saying that's still a strong individual to be able to do that and like go through it and sign up for it to know that's what you're. That's your future. Like you have to always be in a situation where the person who you love or you're with they have to be flexible as well. 
That's I mean that's that's tough. Is that any different than being Drake? Yeah, because Drake can dictate where he goes. He can dictate like he can stay wherever he wants. Like I mean, the, the bag is where the bag wants to be. Nah. Right? <laughs> at some point, at some point, you got enough bags where it's like, fuck, I'm, I'm gonna come back here every Friday. In the military, you can't do that shit. You stuck where you at. Right. And it's hard to like just imagine if you in the you you know you have some high ranking you, you work your way up and you're you know 35 female haven't had kids but you know every year every two years you got to bounce somewhere else. That's good. That's. You can get married. About, you can get married, but then your husband, like, how is that? How is that going to work? I mean, you can, the husband can move with you because you're married. But what if he can't? What if he has, like, a, a fantastic career where he's at and he can't, like, you know, you have to find the exact perfect situation for a military relationship to work and, you know, nothing else can happen. It's always something. And you're signing up for That's tough. Because I'm big on family. Mm-hmm. So, like, being secure and, like, having a future and all that's big to me as I got older. So, people who are in the military and able to do that and adjust and go different, man, that's tough. I'm just saying there's more than just like a war being deployed and mm-hmm. danger and guns. There's still another the aspect. aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, I look at it more of the, the, the bigger problem would be me dying. Maybe that's the selfishness. That's just me. one side. You still got that. You still got that. You know, on top so. of the day. Bird, where do you fall on this? <laughs> I mean, I I do think it's a very strong minded person to sign up for the military. And, you know, and he's right when it comes to the social aspect. I didn't grow up with my cousins. I didn't grow up with family members. You know, as of right now, me and my parents are the only ones that live here in Las Vegas. Everyone else is back east Mm -hmm. in the D.C. area, in Virginia, North Carolina. So, you know, I'm an only child also. So that also, you know. Ah, so you have no, yeah, I got you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So I get what you're saying, but there's also another lifestyle of the military where everyone is away from their family. So with with something that people do, like I said, you want something that looks like you walk like you talk mm-hmm. like you, so you find that extended family. Can I, can my mom's true? best friend of th- thirty years, they were stationed at the same um at the same base a long time ago when I my mom was pregnant with me and now they happen to retire in the same city in Vegas. She's like my aunt. You Damn, know what I mean? Crazy. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. So I mean it takes it takes a strong minded person to sign up for the military, period. I mean, I guess that's fair. I don't know if I ever contemplated that. Cause I'm a person I like to travel, so I'm like, shit, you can get to go different places every two years. Well, that's different. I like to travel too, yeah. right? I mean, when I, 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 I want to travel, and I mean, to be fair, I moved out here. It was just um, my grandparents and, and me. We were living out here, um, and then my grandfather passed away, and my grandma moved back. So I was like, oh shit. So I'm kind of used to being, you know, on my own. I mean, I have a huge family. Like I have nine aunts and uncles. Oh wow. Like I have. Over 40 cousins. Like, it's nuts. Yeah, people have to fuck in my family. It's a lot. And you I mean, you got like different sides and stuff like that. And it's just, it's just a whole, it's, just, it's a lot. It's a lot. So, but I grew up pretty much by myself. You know, when you, when you were in those, like the, the life defining years, you know, high school, I mean, I was out here, you know, so I connected with, you know, my friends, like some of the friends I have in high school, I still, I view as like my brothers. Because um, we spent so much time together, um, we kind of fell off for a little bit. Not because there was like some kind of you know tension or conflict. It was just life. you know life happens and you kind of split and then we end up finding each other again. So um, and we kind of picked back up where, where we left. So I don't know if I appreciate the well you got to leave your family behind thing. So I mean it's good you guys brought that up. That, that was never like the only thing I was concerned with was dying because I felt yeah. like shit. You you can you go someplace. Oh this shit sucks. Two years later you go someplace else. That seems great. But, yeah, I'm like that too. But I, you know, you just see different sides the older you get. 
Because yeah. I'm like that, you know, single child, whatever, you know, only, you know, only child or whatever. But so I like the movie as well, but that's still tough. Yeah, I, mean, I can see up that. For it. I can see that. Because you miss out on so much, right? Like, I'm sure you miss, you miss out on, on oh, like, yeah. Talented Cousins and just making the memories. Birthdays and, yeah. you know, yeah. reunions. Just going to family reunions in general is, you know, I miss out on half of those. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough. Yeah. So a strong person, I think, in all aspects. Signed up for the military. Don't matter what perfect world you've created. <laughs> Doesn't matter if there's unicorns there or not, yeah, huh? Nah, it's all weird. Oh, it's all, man. all right, I give you that. I give you that. I give you that. Okay, sure. You win, Amari. You happy? No, no, no. I might not even agree with it. I'm just, you know, you always got to have two sides of it. It's true. So, let me ask you guys a question. Have you heard about this framing job that the uh, police did in Florida? No, fill me in. All right. So, there's this guy, Raimundo Atticiano. I'm not sure. I'm sure I'm butchering that name. But he's at least, at least part black. Okay. Right? He's the police chief in uh, Biscayne Park down in Florida. And he framed black men for crimes to appease the community leaders. Like, outright... You know, Tito didn't do it, but I'm going to say he did it. And people going to believe me because he black. Straight up. Straight really? up frame black people for crimes they didn't commit. A lot of burglaries. And it wasn't just him. It was him and some other cops. Um, so the main dude, the police chief, he sentenced to three years. Um, one of his big ones was he falsified the arrest of a 16-year-old kid. 16-year-old kid. He charged him with four break-ins. Of course, the kid gets convicted, uh, sentenced. Um, and then there was another dude who he was from Haiti. He has a five year prison sentence and he gets deported. Um, didn't do the, didn't do the crime. Everyone who's involved says, yep, he didn't do it. We know he didn't do it. We just picked him because he had a bad history. What? Yeah. So this is a, and the crazy thing about this is it ain't got a lot of publicity because it just kind of feeds into the narrative. (laughs) It feeds into the narrative that police don't like black people. And I'm not sure if this is like, nothing good can come from this. But I think it's important to, to at least talk about to bring up. Um, so when I read this article, I'm like, "What in the fuck?" Like I didn't know what to think about it. So before I share my thoughts, I like to know how you guys feel. Just hearing about a black dude framing other black dudes for crimes they didn't commit, just so community leaders would think he's doing a good job. You're shaking your head, birds. And <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Like, what are we, five trying to impress, you know? I mean, apparently. Otherwise, the, I guess you can get fired. The, the principal or? That's a weak individual. So weak. Like, you're going to do anything to get ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's references to being Uncle Tom or. I mean, I think that's beyond Uncle Tom. Yes. That's what's Samuel Jackson character. You know in, what uh, I mean? Like, Jango. that's ridiculous. <laughs> Amar? I think he should get more. I, I heard about the story. He should get more than three years. Yeah, I think three years is a lot. But that's spot. all he got yeah, was three years. Three years. That's Come on. He got three Super years. Light. One of the dudes he convicted got more time than he got. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Super light. You should take all the times of all the people that you've done it and add them up. And yeah. give it to him? And give it to him. Yeah, it should be a rap for him. I mean, I definitely think it's a rap for him. I don't think he can get a job anyplace else. Well, His yeah, name's out there on other shit. Yeah, but more than that. M- more than what? Like, like rap for him, like dead? No, no, no. More than just three years. Oh. 
just the whole, you know, his future or whatever, that's, that's automatic. You're like, of course he's not going to be able to lead after, you know, all this. Yeah. But I mean, he should get more more time in prison. Because you've taken away somebody. That's, I think that's the You could write a book and get money off of it. Probably. <laughs> no, I did it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's like my biggest fear to be like a victim of something or like be innocent and be accused of something. Right. You know? Mine too. Like yeah. that's the biggest fear. So just imagine like you going, like you really in jail, you really didn't do it, but nobody believes That's that. the worst shit ever. That's like a, a, a nightmare. You know how many people that, that's like a reality that's, for them. Exactly. Right? That's the worst thing or just getting shot in your own house. Like that's, that's I feel like those are like top getting, two. I feel like getting convicted of a crime you didn't commit is more is worse than getting shot in your own house. Nah. That will to me, if you're at home, you get shot. Say, I mean, say you like someone breaks in, you're like, oh shit, and they shoot you. Like, that's different. No. What you gonna do? What you gonna do in that situation? That's bad too. I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's good, but of the two, like a shot is like an event. Hopefully, I'll survive. Going to jail? I'm in jail five years. You have to sit there and live through it, and yeah. I mean, every day you imagine yeah. waking up every day in jail like I shouldn't even fucking I mean, be here. Just, <laughs> when you read those stories of people that's been in jail for like for, prison for like forty years, yeah. and oh, find out yeah. you know DNA some, evidence. Yeah, Sarah finally admitted that it wasn't him, yeah, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm yeah, just yeah. like. Really? And that son of a bitch. Yeah. What was that woman's name who lied on Emmett Till? Oh, yeah. Who recently was like, yeah, I wasn't truthful. <laughs> like, she might as well stay quiet. Like, you should just shut the fuck up. No, nah, she has to say it. Like, what good does that do? She's a Christian. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she had to. Yeah, she, she said she's going to meet her maker and she want to make sure she goes where she yeah. wants to go. Because oh, yeah. that's going to that's gonna change everything. I'm going to be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You admitted to it, so we good. Right. Get the fuck out of here, I'm man. just saying, that's ridiculous. Do you? I know we're, we're going to switch it up a little no, bit. No, ask. Do you, do you believe in like, how do you believe their, you know, religion, like, Higher being, all that. Like, tell me, like, is there somebody up there, like, really pulling all the strings? Is it something organic? Is it something supernatural? So, this is my belief. I believe there is some sort of force, power, or whatever. I think people have identified it as a person, that person being God, that person being a male, because we have a limited, at the time this shit was created, we have a, a limited understanding of things. I don't think when religion became a thing that people could understand that there was maybe forces that we couldn't see. So for them, it was like, oh, it must be some dude up in a in a, in a cloud somewhere who's deciding what, what can happen. Because why else would rain come from the sky or, you know, shit like that? Um, do I think it it the, do I think one religion is correct? No, I think it's like Steve Jobs said, different doors to the same house. So the the idea, the principles behind religion, I think are good. I think are important. Um, but I don't know if people should be, you know, as committed to to you know the text and the dogma that they are. You know, I don't believe there should be fights over religion. I think generally we can say we should be good people. Right. right. Like we can right. generally say that. Right. I think religion is necessary for that. Religion is a way to control people. When I say control, I don't mean like, you know, make them do things against their will, but control as in, hey, if you do fucked up shit, it's gonna come back to you and you probably shouldn't do that. I think we're a better society for people to be afraid of doing fucked up things. Like if there was no fear of some kind of damnation or something like that, um, it'd be a, it'd be anarchy out here, right? Yeah. You know, and you think about like how many addicts or you know felons or whatever their life got changed because of religion. Do I think they're correct? No. Do I think God cares about individual people? No. Do I think God has emotions? No. Doesn't make any sense. Like why would someone or something, some force who can create an entire existence be concerned whether or not the people it created honors it in a certain way. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like, I feel like 
earth and all this shit. You know, it's just a kind of an experiment. Let's see what happens. Let's, let's throw some rhinos down there. Or uh, what about this animal? Uh, you know, let's see how they act if they get guns. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> you know, it's just the type of thing. Um, but I think the idea of religion is absolutely necessary. Absolutely necessary. But I don't think people should use religion as, you know, means of a war. And there's been shit ton of wars started up because of religion. Um, and, and I think that kind of goes counter to the whole purpose behind religion. You know, and, I mean, and the fact that there's several different religions and some of them have overlapping things. It seems like Christianity stole a lot of shit from other religions. Like just kind of, you know, my my kind of research of it. Of it. Um, this shows to me that these are just things that are made up. Like that's ultimately what it comes down to, you know. With, with Mormons and the Latter-day Saints, it was some dude walking through a forest. Oh, look at these golden tablets. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> you know, and then Moses goes up to a mountain. No one can see him. And he talks to a bush that's on fire and comes down. He's like, look, this is the bush told me. And there's God, so you got to believe what I said. And they're like, ah, yeah, right, whatever. Yeah. And it's just one of those things, man. And, and if you look at the stories, like, the stories always have good, like, morals to them, lessons, things. That, you know, I think you can, you can take from them. But you can't take them shits literally. I mean, they were written... <laughs> shit however long ago by several different people and then it was a bunch of dudes in a room who got those writings it was like uh, I don't like this let's add this let's take this out and they created the King James version right so I mean it's so adulterated by this point to think that what we're reading is the actual text word of God. actual right. word of God yeah. I think it's absurd and I think it's absurd to believe that but people need something to believe in you don't have anything to believe in then you could be fucking you know out there mass shooting people that would never happen again hell the Bible. no well, nope, you say that, but Scientology's a thing. That shit happened the in the 70s. But not the Bible. I mean, Scientology, I'm sure they have a Bible. They I'm have sure they something. Have a, they but do. It's, it's not as respected as the Bible. Well, no. Which is that funny. That would never happen again. Which is funny to me. Like, Christians are like, ha, 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 you believe that shit? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Talking about the flood. Yeah. Talking, about, <laughs> <laughs> talking about Adam and Eve. Talking about, you cut a dude hair, he ain't strong anymore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, how else the words went. You know, I just really got it. Like, that would never happen again. Even if that, even if, if that's possible, somebody has like a direct connection with God, there would never be another like person that comes out and is like respected to that level where it's like, yeah, God is really like telling me this and this is the way things should be. And uh, man, he's immediately getting institutionalized. Yeah, like, he's he crazy. Yeah, it, it, automatic. I, I agree with that. If there was someone out there spouting to be, hey, I can walk on water, watch turn his water into wine, like this yeah. motherfucker crazy. But if you would believe in religion, there there should be somebody out there like that. Exactly. But we're and, automatically just going to discredit them. And they always say Jesus is coming back. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. So I think I we're mean, screwed. And they say fire and all these forest fires. That's another story. Yeah. <laughs> See, my grandma took telling me about this shit. She would tell me about Genesis. Was it Genesis? Revelations. Yeah. Uh, scary ass revelations. Yeah. And um, I was like, I mean, that doesn't make sense. I mean, and she sitting me down. She was like, well, they said it was like monsters shooting fire. He's like, we got flamethrowers, right? And we got tanks. I was just kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what I want to ask you is because it seems like you know you're you lean more towards the religious side. Am I correct in thinking that? Okay. So what I want to ask you is when it comes to that, is it more of like you try to lay the text on today, or you see today and you then oh shit, this is like what I saw in the book. Um. Well, I think religion to me is a little bit different, and I guess maybe it's more I'm more spiritual than I am religious. Mm -hmm. Because I pick and choose what I want to believe in, if that makes any sense. I think we yeah. all do, though. Yeah. yeah. 100%. But, I, but like you said, there's certain things that's just like, okay, that's just not logical to me. Yeah. But then there's some things that are like, I could see that happening. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to answer your question. I guess. I mean, so if you see something happen today, do you, uh, let me rephrase it. Do you sometimes find yourself trying to fit religion into today? Or do you see what you read in the Bible or you heard from the pastor or whatever in like the news or the current events or things that are going on? Oh, I fit what it is in today. Okay. So you take the lessons and the stories and like, all right, this is what's going on today. Right. Okay. Okay. What about you, Amari? I'm not sure where you fall on like the religion spectrum. I don't know if you ever had this conversation. I'm spiritual. I'm not really religious. Okay, what does that mean? Because I, I identify the same way, I'm, and I'm not sure if what I if I know what I mean. I believe in God. I believe in a higher being, but I don't know who got the shit right yet. Like okay. I don't know. I don't know who to trust. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that's me as well. Yeah. I think of all of them, the Buddhists have it the closest. Yes. Because the whole you got to be good, and if you fuck up, you come back. Because if you think about it, you go, heaven seems to make zero sense. Hell makes even less sense. But, I mean, heaven's like, oh, who we here? We all chilling, you know? I don't remember who you are, but we having a good time. Like, so you got all these souls up here from all these people that didn't die over eternity just hanging out. Like, it's supposed know. to be like two heavens, right? I like hope 1800, so. 1800, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know the Mormons have like levels. It has to be because okay, so small side story is that Thanksgiving I went to my aunt's house, my play aunt, and she told me that her next door neighbor moved next door to her step husband, like her ex husband. Mm -hmm. So the ex husband and ex wife lived next to each other, and she did it purposely so that she could, you know. Basically rattle him and all that stuff. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I said, damn, that's a she special, she I said, that's a special, life, that's a special place in hell for her for doing that. You know what I mean? A special place in hell. And she said, if she goes to hell, I said, well, dang, if she's going to show up to heaven, when he show up to heaven, I don't want to go to heaven <laughs> and see her again. You know what I'm saying? So it has to be Yo, like two different levels of heaven. I'm that, sorry. That reminds me of a Jay-Z lyric. When he, it's like a, a volume two, Hard Knock Life, whatever it was. And he was like, if smoking weed and drinking 40s is heaven to me, is that heavenly? Right? Mm. Like, so if I like doing bad shit, like, you know, when I go to heaven, it's like, oh, I can't do all the shit I like to do. <laughs> I like to do when I was on earth. That sucks. Like, like, like heaven has to be like an obje- like a subjective thing, right? Otherwise, it'd be terrible. If I had to wake up every day and I couldn't curse, <laughs> couldn't drink, couldn't smoke. Like, what? I couldn't have sex? Like, come on, man. I was, I'm just chilling next to Jimi Hendrix. Exactly. I don't know if Jimi Hendrix would be in heaven. I mean, he yeah. died of an overdose. Okay. <laughs> well, not an overdose, but he died because of drugs. Some Sorry. people say hell will have the biggest, the best concert. Hell be lit. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> hell just doesn't make any sense, man. Like, all right, you'll be punished for the re- for eternity. Like, what? For what? Why, Sway? Like, why, like what, what the fuck's the point? Yeah. Like, I'm just going to be in pain because I didn't follow a certain set of rules. It's just silly, man. It is fucking silly. I don't think we figured it out yet. Obviously not. Everybody guessing? Yeah. How many people you know that died and came back and said, oh, this is what goes on? Have you listened to, uh, I haven't listened to it yet, but have you guys checked out KRS-One's, it's like, I forget the name of it, but it's like a, a series on YouTube. It's like, he talks about like different dimensions. Nah, man. KRS-One a little weird. He is, but it's like, you got to check it out. It's like metaphysics and all, you know, all that type of stuff. But I, I haven't listened to it, but I was referred to it and I was like, all right. The guy was telling me about it. It's like, all right. I mean, like the whole. Have you ever watched um, "What the Bleep Do We Know"? No, it's a documentary about like um, uh, like metaphysics shit like that. Um, talking about different dimensions. It's actually pretty cool. It's not, I think I watched it on Netflix, but it was like three or four years ago. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I mean, if you guys are into that type of shit, yeah. 
You be knowing all the good documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> when I leave, you're going to write down a huge list of everything you said that you read and you saw. I mean, I will. People, people want, want to know about it. I just like learning shit, you know? I mean, it's, it's fun sometimes to sit around and watch some dumb shit and, like, you know, get your little mind to go numb for a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, I generally like to know shit. I, I dislike not knowing stuff. The more you know, though, do you feel like there's more information or just it creates a bigger hole? Curse a bigger hole. Because yeah. I've gone down rabbit holes before. It's like, okay, well, if this is a thing, and what about this? Like, it yeah. starts to undermine it other does. things. Yeah. It um, and it's not, it's not an easy, um, like, mindset to have. It's because not. you start challenging shit, yeah. right? I remember when I told my, my grandparents, when I was in high school, I was like, I don't know if heaven is a thing. And you would have thought that I said, I murdered infants. Everybody stopped, turned television off. It's like, what do you mean you don't know if heaven is a thing? I was like, I mean, I don't know the thing. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, and then my grandfather was like, you'll go to hell. I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying this is the situation, but you know, it's, isn't it weird when you like look at somebody differently off of what they said? Yeah. When you get older. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, damn, you, you, you're closed. Yeah. I mean, look, I have three, I want to say people I look up to in my life. One's my grandfather. Uh, Another one would be, um, the judge that I worked for when I got out of law school. Uh, and another would be Barack Obama for obvious reasons. But I understand my grandfather's limitations, right? I understand that they're all men, you know, human beings, not just necessarily men, and they all have, you know, limitations and whatnot. And the reason why I looked up to my grandfather is because of what he represented. Um, he took care of our family, you know, always gave of himself to make sure everybody else was okay. But I also recognized that he also had a sixth grade education, and he was limited in that sense. And for growing up, if you thought differently, then you were punished so i don't hold it against him like i understand why he believed that and why he thought that but at the same time i understand like his opinion on that to me would be inconsequential doesn't mean he's any less in my eyes i just know like you know i can't talk to him about shit like that like i wouldn't i don't agree with him right like i'm for i for sure know that his thoughts on that subject are incorrect (laughs) but that doesn't change you know what he meant to me and all the other stuff right right for you, Bird, what, like, outside of Michelle Obama, like, name another, like, prominent, like, black, like, who do black girls look up to? What about Oprah? I know. So you know God damn. But you say Oprah I don't like Oprah. How do you not like Oprah? Is she on that level? Is she she's, on that Malcolm X, she's Luke, the, Martin Luther King, are you, revolutionary? Who, okay. Like, is she, I'm, I'm asking. I'm, I'm not saying she isn't. I'm just asking. Is she regarded, like, when she, everything Don't. is said and done, is she on that same level? Don't. Same pedestal? When you can get. Rosa Parks. Rosa, okay. Don't let me start on Rosa Parks. You gonna get you gonna get black community yeah. upset at right. me? No, no, because my dad is the same. Person. He's you in that Rosa Parks. I'm not, just, I'm not saying what she did. Or what, I'm just saying on that same. She's on that pedestal with Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, Harriet Tubman. Is Oprah on that level? Oprah is. Yes. A, I think Oprah's higher than Rosa Parks. Think so? I yes, think so. definitely. Oh, okay. Think about it like this: if you can get the overwhelming majority of suburban middle-aged white women. To support everything you do. And you have never compromised yourself as a woman, never compromised yourself as a black woman, never compromised your integrity in any in any facet that we can see. How is that not like a monumental accomplishment? It's like she's bridged the 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 divide between black people and white people. Because when yes. Oprah first started, it was yes. just like she was just like the black person that all black people watched and the white people kind of getting in. Black people never went away. They still yeah. love Oprah. Right. Like if you see the fucking crowd, like it's mad diverse. Yeah. And she brought people together, and she's never ever made it about race. But I think this is also important because I mean, 
Good, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, so for is is everything is you know these black revolutionaries have done. It was always about race. It's always like this polarization. There was there. Martin Luther King was one of the exceptions as far as reaching across the aisle, and, and I'm sure there's a few others. I'm just the names are escaping me at this point. But the overwhelming majority of the black revolutionaries is always you know we got to take care of our own. We got to take care of this, 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 whatever, never. Oprah was one of the few people that understood. Yes, we got to take care of ourselves, but these motherfuckers are here too. So we got to work together, right? So we have to find some kind of medium, like some kind of middle ground to where they understand us. They aren't offended by us. They aren't like put on guard when they see us come around. Um, but we still, you know, can be kind of true to ourselves. And she introduced a lot of things to them. She put, she put a lot of you know, black people on the map she did. through her show. She did. Like a shit ton. Yes. Um, and Ayala Transnet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that can't be discounted. Yeah. You know, she used her medium for good. Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree. I think she's like higher than most individuals that we remember, but she's like underrated. Well, of course, she's still alive. You know how that shit goes. No, I think even even still, I don't think she'll go down as being like as important as the ones you know everybody we talked about. She's she's up there. Well, she's, she's underrated. I think Barack's underrated. Like it, it's crazy because we lived through it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I remember there was a point in time where I forgot that Barack was president. Like it, it wasn't like I woke up like shit, I got a black president yeah, killing yeah, it. Yeah. No, there was time where I would wake up and I'd be like. All right, I gotta fucking go to work and make sure I pick up some milk on the way home. Like it was just not. And then when it was coming to an end, I was like, "Shit!" Like this has been eight years, mm-hmm. and I really didn't appreciate it. Like when it first happened, of course I was like, "Fuck, man!" You know, I'm going home, fucking kind of teary eyed and shit, saying, "Oh, my son's gonna be born, he's gonna be a black president, and all this other shit." Um, and then you know, about two years in, it kind of wanes. Like it's the norm becomes the norm, and then I'm like, I see the presidential candidates, like, "Fuck." I'm looking, I was like, oh man, we're gonna have the Obamas in the thing anymore. Yeah. Never a scandal. Yeah. You know, the only the biggest scandal they had was Michelle wearing sleeveless dresses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the biggest scandal they had. You know, just the fucking epitome of what a president should be. Yeah. Took the economy out of the fucking doldrums and brought it back. Um, you know, some motherfuckers want to take credit who they're now, but we all know what happened. Yeah. Like the economy done changed in a year. Like you, you're not gonna come into the fucking White House and change shit in a year. And I that's one of the few like, um I don't, I don't want to say regrets, but for lack of a better term, to say regrets that I had is I didn't appreciate him as a president. There was plenty of times where I sat down, I was like, I'm going to write a letter, you know, send to the White House to kind of, I knew, I had no delusions that he was going to read it, but I, I just wanted you know, to kind of get the energy out there. And I would have started and I would get distracted some shit like that. And by the time I thought about it again, it was too fucking late. Like, you know, at that point, you know, Cheeto dude. Yeah, right one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just kind of like, fuck, you know, and like I, like I said, I'm you know I'm not delusional and think that it would have made some kind of difference, but for it was important for me, I think, to get that out. That's one of the things I regretted that I didn't let him or you know s- at least send the energy you know that direction, that general direction. Because I mean, he wouldn't have read it, but some staffer would have read it or some shit. Maybe they maybe they make a comment. I don't know. Um, but like we don't, I mean, we don't appreciate people yeah. while they're here. You that's, know, that's so unfortunate because like Maya Angelou, you know, yeah, she's one of them. Yeah, where. She was walking and talking and everything, and people were just like, "Oh my!" When she passed, it was the end of the world. Yeah, because yeah. like they're always going to be here. You know, they've always been there. Always going to be here. And, and that's another thing about Oprah is that her circle is nice. Hell yeah! I'm going to that holiday party. I'm telling you, <laughs> she had touched, and she was a uh, she was a part of Michelle and well, you know, Barack and Michelle. Yeah, you know. Yeah, she had a huge. A lot of her money went into their yeah, campaign. Yeah, she had a lot of, did a lot of fundraisers for him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. She can make a president. 
Well, yeah, I man, that's how it works. That's you know, crazy. the crazy thing is that's always been happening. It's just the first time that we've done it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I'm saying that's what I'm saying. She should be regarded as like way more than what she is. She like, will she be is. once once everything is just said and yeah, done. That's, that's cold. Well, that's just how it is. We it's never sad, give people man. the flowers while they can smell them. You know how it goes. Yeah. That yay. <laughs> you know. So uh, we've been going about an hour and a half. Oh. Yeah. So time to wrap it up, you guys. Yeah, it's a good one. I love guests. I like this. This is yeah, a good one. Appreciate you coming Thanks, on, Bird. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. me. It was fun. Yeah. See, I told you one she, you were, she was all nervous before the fucking shit yeah. started. I was like, you'll be fine. Once you start talking, you forget the mic's on. Yeah. Until you hear your voice again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it gets weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we do, we do appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you taking the time out your day. Where can I find you? Oh, uh, pretty underscore bird on Instagram. and. Uh, is that bird with the... B-Y-R-D. Oh. Thank you. Sneaky. Oh, bird, thank you. So bird in the sky, except Sneaky. with the Y. So bird in the sky, except with the Y. Yeah. Sounds like like an intro. You'll always remember that, though, if once, you know. That is pretty so nice. How did she spell her last... Okay. How she spell her? Bird in the sky, except with yeah. the Y. Amara? Um, just every, 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 every episode, you. it's something different. Yeah. You can find me. You can Safari. find me here. Just comment. We need to get, like, more comments. <laughs> you can find me. You, you can, can find, find me. Just comment. Yeah, you can find me here. Just where you're listening to it. We we need more dialogue. We got to figure out a way to get like more comments, a way to interact. Okay, so, so to be fair, you told me that you didn't want me to announce it. So how the fuck are we? That's gonna... true. That's true. <laughs> we didn't get the video. That's what it is. Like full disclosure, after last week's episode, I was like, "Hey, Mari, you want to announce this? No X, Y, and Z, because we've been kind of doing it on the radar." He's like, "No, no, not yet, not yet." It's like. Well, when are we gonna do it? So, well, I don't know if I said no, yes, you did. You said nah, nah, not yet, not yet. We getting better. I said four, not yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't remember that. That's how you talk, man. I don't agree. He was dealing yeah, with nah, nah. He does not like that. I don't agree with that. But anyway. no, yeah, here we need to get like figure out a way to get more. You know, I guess different platforms or whatever. But yeah, you can find me here wherever you're listening. Just listen next week as well. Wherever you listen, just listen next week as well. Yeah, we'll be here next week. Same wherever you find us, we'll be there next week. Same wolf ticket time. Same wolf ticket channel. Yep. All right. Uh, we can find me on Instagram. That's my social media platform of choice. Mr. Westbrook three. That's Mr. Mr. Westbrook three. Believe so. Uh, Facebook, of course, Randy Westbrook. Twitter, are you Randy two? Um, I don't really fuck with Twitter too much, other than to get my news. But if you, what's, what's the one that's taking away like porn, adult content? Is that Tumblr? They're adult. removing all type of adult. It's not Twitter, right? I think it is Tumblr. Because Twitter, you can still get down. Like, I see some shit on Twitter. Where titties it's like, on Twitter. Twitter used to be like a porn stream yeah, back weird. in the day. Like, five years ago, it was titties and all kind of yeah, shit on my crazy. feed. I guess it's the people I follow, but what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do that cleanse. <laughs> uh, but as always, thanks for listening. Like, share, subscribe, do all that shit. Um, so can we announce this, Mario, or no? Yeah, we can always, always announce it. Oh, okay. Always. So well, that's on air now. So now if it, I do some shit and it comes back, you can't say that you said no. No, we good. All right. We've been doing it. We good. Yeah. Thanks. Wolf Ticks Podcast out. See us again. You going you gonna to black or no? Say what? The gun sound? No? Nah, I missed it. I missed it. I gotta do, it got to be organic. Oh, I was waiting for that. We'll get it next time. It does have to be organic. But I think this ending, so how awkward it is, yeah. is probably even better than the gun sound. We're talking about doing the gun sound. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs>